the human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept. And one we will explore today on The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I'm absolutely delighted to have you here. I hate to be a weather reporter, but it may hit 115 here today, and that's always memorable. And let me tell you, I wouldn't want to live any other place. Today, we're going to have a really interesting show. I want you to think for a minute about what you think when you hear about a runway model. Uh, What just popped in your head? A stereotype? Stereotypes are all around us. You know, for instance, think of stay with me on this. Blondes are dumb, fat people are jolly, sports jocks have big egos, rich people are out of touch with reality, and runway models are spoiled and petulant. None of these is across the board true. Some blondes are dumb, but some are really brilliant. Some brunettes and redheads don't score high on the IQ realm either. Some score very high. Some rich people spend their time helping the poor, not from behind their desk, but where the poor and homeless live. Some don't. Some fat people are jolly and some are not. Some thin people are jolly too. Ha ha. Sports jocks? I want you to think about Arizona's Larry Fitzgerald. He does good everywhere he goes. He's always helping other people. And runway models? Some are spoiled and petulant, but you don't have to be a runway model or famous or rich or anything else to be spoiled and petulant. A lot of us are. Some are kind, generous, highly intelligent, hardworking. And today we're going to talk to a famous runway model, actress, entrepreneur, author, broadcaster, And that's all just one person. Clarissa Burt is an entrepreneur, television, video producer, public speaker, author, writer, award-winning actress, MC, and yes, a runway model. At 18, she was a top model with the Wilhelmina Modeling Agency in Manhattan. Soon after that, she moved to Milan and quickly began appearing on over 100 magazine covers such as Harper's Bazaar, Vogue, and Cosmopolitan. This led to work for cosmetic houses, Revlon Dior, Helena Rubinstein, and and then to her selection as the worldwide face of Orlane Cosmetics. Currently, Clarissa has launched her personal brand on QVC in Europe, where she brings her sense of elegance and style to Made in Italy products. She is also the creator of the Envelopment Network, connecting women globally for the purpose of creating intelligent content, sharing information, and exchanging ideas. If I told you about all her awards, we wouldn't have time for the show. So go to her website, which is clarissabert.com. You'll find the link on the self-improvement blog. She broadcasts every Tuesday at 11 a.m. right here on Voice America's Influencer Channel. So be sure you listen to her broadcasts. It is my absolute delight and pleasure to welcome Clarissa Burt to the Self-Improvement Show. Clarissa, I'm so delighted to have you with us today. Thanks, Irene. Thank you so much. Yes, and be sure to listen to the Influencer's Channel. Absolutely. Right after... <laughs> so, Irene, you have to listen to Clarissa on the Influencers Channel. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, I listened, and I can tell you it, it's, um, it's a good show. But let's go to the beginning. Uh, I'm going to ask you that wicked question I ask every new guest on my show. Tell us about yourself. Who is Clarissa Burt? Um, Clarissa Burt today is a very happy, uh, fulfilled 
58-year-old woman who looks back on the days when she was that <laughs> uh, runway model, as you, you know, had mentioned in the introduction, as, you know, just this young girl who who was traveling the world and having a ball and meeting all kinds of people. And believe me when I tell you, uh, you know, most people think that modeling is a rather frivolous kind of job to uh, have. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You spend a lot of time traveling, which is lovely, but you spend a lot of time away from home. It's very difficult to create any relationships because you are constantly on the road. And by the way, all of this, is it was fine. You know, I mean, I'd come home. I would meet, you know, see the family every few months or whatever. But it was, um, it was a, it, for me, it was, it was really the job of a lifetime. It, it was everything that I had dreamed of to be when I was a young girl uh, as, you know, my, the, the kindergarten uh, Mary Poppins. And, yeah. um, and, you know, from there, everything in my world has basically been either on a stage in front of a microphone or behind, in front of the cameras or even behind the cameras because and, I love directing and, and producing just as much as I love being in front of the camera. When I and I really girl, want to go into some, some more of the detail on this. Um, you were a successful model at 18. How did that come about? Were you born with a silver spoon in your mouth? Did you have that golden childhood everybody has, oh, and yeah. so everybody wanted you to appear no, for them? <laughs> there were no silver spoons. There was. It was absolutely. Uh, I was. I, it was an Irish Catholic family, uh, rather strict, sometimes severe. My parents separated when I was uh, 18 years old. Um, I never saw my father again, and my mom just sort of said. Go do whatever you want to do, whatever, you know, makes you happy. And that's what I really wanted to do. Uh, there was no uh, leg up. There was no handout. There was none of that. It was go do what you want to do. So I was living in New Jersey at the time, and I started as the administrative assistant to the executive vice president of Adolfo Menswear. And back in the early 80s, it was uh, Adolfo was a designer who was dressing uh, Nancy Reagan. So Adolfo yes. was, a big, was a big name. Uh, and so that's how it started. I started going to New York, and I was working and, and getting up every morning at 5 and getting home every night at 8.30 because of, the, you know, the travel and the, tr- and the trains and the, and the commute. And, um, and, you know, somebody said, you really should be a model. I never thought I could be. I never thought it ever could be a model. I just didn't. I was very shy and certainly lacked in self-esteem. And so, um, you know, I, I just I gave it a whirl, and it worked. And... You know, I think that I think that you have to constantly um, you have to con- you have to dream and dream big, and you keep dreaming until it comes true. You know, eighteen that's, that's, is really young. The older I get, the younger I think eighteen is. Yeah, but, I mean, exactly. that's a really young age to be famous. Yeah. How I did you be- handle the fame? How did you handle everybody? And, and I'm sure they did tell you telling you you were beautiful, you needed to be a model, you became a model probably quite quickly. Uh, how did how did you handle that without getting totally out of balance? Or, or did yeah. you get out of balance? No, you know, I don't think I got out of balance. I know that there were a couple of, there were a couple of paths I started down and kind of went, mm, yeah, this isn't right. Mm, yeah, that doesn't feel, oh, no, that person isn't right. You know, and that's life. That's, I don't think that has anything to do with being a model. It just was... Um, um, it was it was just staying really true to who you were. There might have been a day or two where my head got a little bit big, bigger than it should have been, but nothing of any great consequence. I was never a party girl, so I didn't do a lot of that, and I didn't you know I didn't burn myself out in the process. I did what I wanted to do. I loved the job. I loved the travel. Um, I loved the creativity that being a model, and then of course in later years um, acting. Um, afforded me. It was just fun. It was, you know, they always say, you know, try to do the job that you would do if you could do it for free. And, um, and that was the job for me. As I, as I said, you know, as a little girl, they told me that I was vaccinated with a phonograph needle. And for those in your <laughs> audience, Irene, that don't know what a phonograph is, I suggest that they Google it. And look it up. Exactly. You know um, what? I, I know what a phonograph is. <laughs> So, you know, I guess I was quite the talker and I was, I was an, I was sort of an extroverted little girl and I loved, you know, bouncing around and being fun and putting on the little 
plays in the basement and, you know, and bossing people around. That was what I loved to do, was bossing everybody around and telling them what to do. And, and I think, you know, today they would call a little girl like that a leader. Um, back in the day, I was just bossy, you know. <laughs> exactly. So, you know. <laughs> a, a number of chi- children who became quickly famous at a young age didn't do as well as you have. What would you tell children now who, you know, are on the brink of fame in Um, modeling or in movies or whatever? Yeah. Well, first of all, you have to consider it, you know, the success is, it, it, it comes from hard work, but it's also a gift. It's something that you work very hard toward, but a lot of people work very hard and don't always necessarily realize their dreams. Um, And so to stay true to who you are. Um, and that means you don't have to be anybody else. You don't have to be like anybody else. You don't have to be like any other clique. Uh, a lot of people really feed upon being accepted by others. And I think that when you're in this business, it is riddled with rejection from the outset. So whether you're a model or you're an actor or whatever, you know, that whole entertainment, you know, world is um, from the very beginning you are told you are too tall, you're too thin, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too flat, you're too big-chested, you're too blonde, you're too, you know, brunette. What, you're always, you're, you know, and a lot of time the casting agents don't even know what the heck they want, but um, you, that you, can't, you can't buy into that. You just have to know that you are who you are and that eventually, you, you know, it'll work for you. And if it gets to a point where you just, it doesn't work for you and you decide you want to go another route, go another route until you really do find what, what floats your boat. And, you know, I absolutely loved the modeling. I, I, I loved, I loved the makeup and the hair and the lights and the photography and the backdrops and the travel and then seeing it actually happen on a, you have to remember, Irene, we didn't have internet in my day. No, it no, was, not you a- waited, you, you know, you had to wait months after that shoot for the magazine to come out on the stand and then you would run to the, you know, to the stand and that magazine and quickly flip through it until you found the pages you were on. And, and that was a thrill. It was the second thrill of, you know, not only was the set just a fun, fun time, but the anticipation of waiting for your cover to come out or those pages inside the magazine that really was a crowning, it was your crowning moment when you're a model. So, that Did you ever get used to having your page, your face on the front page of, you know, the big magazines? I mean, is, is it always a thrill? You know, once you've been on Vogue, is it a thrill to be on Cosmopolitan? Last year, last year, for example, I was on the cover of uh, Discover Phoenix, you know, to the best of 2016. It's still a thrill. I'm 58 years old now, you know, I mean, and, <laughs> and you don't look it. Um, I've been on in the last couple of years, a couple of covers of Supermodels Unlimited. And there have been other, you know, uh, covers over the last couple of years that have been very, very flattering. But certainly the ones on Vogue and Harper's Bazaar and, and Marie Claire and those were, you know, when, you, when I was modeling were, they were certainly a big deal. The model, the, the actual runway uh, portion of it is, you know, um, I was known as, probably one of the top 30 runway girls in the world in the 80s. And that's, I didn't make that number up. It was kind of told to me. And that was another huge crowning moment because the designers have a world full of girls that they can choose from. And so to be on the runways in Milan and Rome and, and Paris and London and, and in Japan and New York City for all the fashion weeks, it's, 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 it's really, it's a moment when you know you've arrived. Um, and then, Irene, you start thinking about what's next. A lot of people in the business don't think about what's next, and they don't realize that there's going to come a day where the phone isn't going to ring anymore. Exactly. Although now it's more acceptable to age gracefully. Yeah. yeah. Well, not <laughs> in my day. Not in my day. And you know, you had to come to the table with the real deal. Your body had to be what the what the camera was photographing. You know, if you had pimples on your face, there was only so much you could do. And I never did, thank goodness. But if you did, you know, you yeah. had you had to make sure that the, that the makeup covered it. You know, so yeah, they couldn't Photoshop a, it out. Yes, there was no Photoshop. We it had no so, Photoshop. No, 
Yeah, there wasn't it. There was no Photoshop. You just had to bring the real deal uh, to the table, and that's why some girls, you know, they took it seriously and they ate well and drank water and used creams and you know they didn't party and they got the sleep they needed and they were real professionals whereas other girls were just having too darn much fun and maybe didn't you know fare as well in the industry and maybe that was all they needed for that time maybe maybe that was enough sure it's okay not to continue (laughs) you find out you don't work there anymore yep for sure for sure there was a a TV show called True Beauty some years. It's been quite a number of years now. Uh, did, do you remember that movie? I, mean, I that don't think that show. I was here. I don't think I the was pre- here then. The premise of it was, you know, true beauty isn't just external. And they gave these people tests to see whether they were honest and kind and all of those things. What, and uh, they got eliminated and some of it was rather brutal. What do you consider true beauty? You know, true beauty is, it's really, um, it's who you are when nobody's looking. You know, when when you know you're not being judged, when you know you're not being looked at, when you know you're not being um, criticized or, you know, put in in harm, put in harm's way in any way when, uh, when there are other people around. Because, you know, we are who we are side of the house and then we are who we are within the family unit inside the house and then we are who we really are when you're not even around you know when you're totally alone um and so there are the the three i guess the three faces of eve or something you know exactly Um, on that note we need to go to break while we're at break i I would love for the the listeners to go to the self-improvement blog see your bio look at your picture see where the videos are and think about what true beauty means to them this is irene conlon with my guest clarissa burt saying stay tuned we're going to be right back with more Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions, some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the Self Improvement Blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Clarissa Burt. We're talking about beauty, among other things, because Clarissa has a wide background in, in so many worthwhile projects. One of the things I want to ask you, Clarissa, because you've been in beauty in terms of you know makeup and clothing and all the things that go with, with beautiful women, when, when you're asked for advice on beauty, and I'm using that just as a general term, right. what do you tell women? You know, Clarissa, how do you keep yourself beautiful? How can I improve my looks? Where do you start? Well, you know, 
first of all, I always tell you know pretty much every woman I've ever come across that they, they are beautiful just the way they are. But there could be a few enhancements. <clears throat> yes, so we start. We sort of you know start kind of at a at a, at a, at a, at a level, level playing field uh, because I have no problem showing everybody what I look like without makeup too. So, <laughs> and then I just absolutely it's one of the things that gives me the greatest satisfaction of all is to bring somebody into you know my home and we'll go into my bathroom and I'll pull out all my makeup and I just show them. You know what to do and how to make up, and I'll never forget. I I had a gal come in the house, and I got a call from her husband that night, and she left the house, and she was just over the moon. But I got a call from the husband that night saying to me, "I haven't seen her look this good or be this happy in years," and I'll tell you that was that was you know a lot that meant a lot. Yes, great satisfaction. And so what I do is, and it's one of the things that I absolutely love to do is to help women enhance the way they look uh, through makeup and through hair. It doesn't mean they, and making them, you know, still be who they are, but just feel better about, you know, maybe a couple of tweaks that they hadn't considered. And a lot of things can be done with, with obviously with makeup, certainly the right hair cut and right hair color and clothing. Um, you can do so many fun things that hide little bulges and, you know, enhance where you, and it, I love that stuff. I can look at pretty much anybody and just do sort of a, a, a once over on them in my mind and know exactly what they need before they even ask me, really. <laughs> so that's the part. But, and I think what you said in the beginning, every woman is beautiful in her own way. If they just understood that, yeah. yeah, the, the beauty so will shine really through. Yeah. You know, and, and media has taken everything to such a, a different level, um, in, in, you know, uh, in the last years, especially, again, with the event of Photoshop, whereby there is this, there's this whole new idea and concept of what beauty is um, because they've taken it to, like, a perfection level. Well, that perfection doesn't exist. And I do really, I really do commend Dove, for the way that they, you know, the different videos. If anybody yes. has seen them, go on YouTube and do the dub videos. They are absolutely glorious and gorgeous. And, you know, they really drive home the point that beauty comes in every color, shape, size, and, you know, creed. And, um, and, and, and so there you go. I mean, it's just that simple. We just have to let go, let down the barrier, you know, let go of the, of the, the mindset, let go of the barriers that have been holding us back. And, you know, we don't have to be perfect in someone else's eyes. We don't have to even be perfect in our own eyes because perfection really doesn't exist. We just have to know that we're being the best person that we can be all the, as much as possible. And we're human. We're going to make mistakes. But gosh, you know, my four pillars are these. Look good, because we all like to look good. I mean, come on. Feel good, which means take care of the body that you were God-given. Be good, which is your inspiration. Stay, stay in, in, in motivated. Stay inspired. Find the, the proper vehicles and resources for you that keep you constantly wanting to be a better you. And then greater good, which is getting back, volunteering, paying it forward, and tithing. You know, these are the four pillars that if you, if you follow them every day, they're pretty simple to do. What did I do that was good for somebody today? You know, I say this is my saying, and I absolutely love this saying. You're only as beautiful as your last good deed. Oh, I love that. And, and thanks. I, I, really, I, I really love it, too. And it's just to kind of give women an idea of, you know, you could be the most gorgeous, drop-dead, stop training its tracks woman, but if you're a jerk, there's nothing pretty in that. There's nothing no. beautiful in that. You know, there's nothing beautiful in that. And so it's it's superficial beauty at best. And, and I didn't so- hear you say anything in here that that says you have to buy the most expensive clothes to be beautiful. No, 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 no. I mean, I can't even tell you the amount of things that I buy. And, and you know, honestly, at Ross, yes. you know, Marshall, I don't have to walk into Neiman Marcus to, to feel, to, you know, your self-esteem doesn't hang on a ham on a hanger. Let's talk about health, self-esteem. You're involved in self-esteem in many ways, yeah. and I understand that you have a book coming out on self-esteem. I do. Yeah. Is that true? 
It's, I do, I do, and I'm very excited. It's called the self-esteem regime. And people say, wow, that's, you know, what is that? I, well, regime is nothing more than an organized way of doing things. And if you organize your, your mind into those, as I said before, those four little precepts, those little concepts of look good, feel good, be good, and greater good. Okay, good. I walk out the house. I don't have a full face of makeup on today. In fact, I have a little mascara. Got my hair pulled back. I've got a pair of white shorts on because I don't live too far from you in this 120 No, you don't. And, 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 and I feel good. I feel like I'm presentable. I'm good. My nails are done. I might, you know, I feel good. The next part is, is um, great, is uh, feel good. My vitamins. I know that I'm I'm following a, a, a very healthy diet. I'm you know making sure that I get everything that I, my body needs to stay. I work out. I'm healthy. Be good. I get five. To, oh gosh, maybe eight. Maybe eight to nine different uh, newsletters every day that come in from motivational website sources. And I read them every day. Sometimes I'll copy and paste them into all of my social media so I can share it with other people. Because those quotes, kind of, gosh, they kind of give you, well, okay, there's a little oomph for the day. That's my credo for the day. That's, I love that, and it keeps you. Or you can find books, or you can find movies. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to feel, you know, things that, and resources that can make you, you know, sort of want to be a better you. And then giving, you know, greater good is, is giving back. I mean, if you, and, and some people think, oh, I don't have them. It doesn't take money to give back. It takes a smile. It takes, uh, may I help you with that? Can I open the door? You know, I mean, silly stuff. Let me open the door for, stand up for, for an elderly person or a pregnant woman on public transportation. Um, you know, the things that we were taught uh, in, in my younger years, and I'm sure you were too, that are just acts of kindness. Yes. You know, yesterday there was a lady in the grocery store in, a, in a, one of these carts that you get in the grocery store that you can ride in and she couldn't reach what she wanted and I said let me get that for you and she looked at me like oh my gosh somebody's helping me and I'm thinking you shouldn't be surprised that should be every day kind of thing people are very surprised by acts of kindness these days Um, and I and I uh, it was. It was so. Uh, do I have one more second? I got to tell you this. Cute you do. Story. You do. Absolutely. I have. There's a little boy in the neighborhood. I don't know if he's ten, eleven, maybe something like that. And a couple of months ago, he came to the house. He was selling these things that they sell for school. So it was twenty dollars, and I got the you know the cookie dough stuff. You know, so he came to me first, and he had this floppy piece of paper that we were you know supposed to write our names on and our address and the like. I said, honey, let me do it. Hold on a second. And I went and I got him a clipboard. And I put his little paper thing on the clipboard and I gave him, you know, a good pen. I said, here, take this with you. It'll make your job a lot easier. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, and he was so thankful. You know, I was like, wow, he was brought up nicely. Um, about eight weeks later, when the cookie dough finally came in, he was so excited at the front door. Oh, I said, you're back. What? I opened the door and I said, he says, and I have a surprise for you. You were so nice to me by giving me the clipboard. There was somebody that just gave me the $20 and didn't want to order anything. So I ordered you another cookie dough. Oh, so I, I, I gave me the two cookie doughs. Well, I saw, and his mom was sitting out in the car and she was in eyes view and I, you know, waved to her and I thanked her and I gave him the biggest, honey, can I give you a hug? And we just had the cutest little hug. That I don't even know his name. <laughs> oh, I love stories like that. Yeah, it was very and, and that's what it, t- I mean, that's what makes the world go round as far as I'm concerned. You know, that's sometimes it's the, it's the silliest little thing, and it's that impulse that you get that sometimes you don't act on to but do you something should. nice for yourself, <laughs> and you should have. You, you know, and you think to yourself, you walk away and go, God, I really should have, I really should have done that, you know, and don't just act on the impulse. Just do it, and you're going to feel. <laughs> that's just, to me, Irene, is when you do something good for somebody else, it just boosts your self-esteem through the roof, you know. It doesn't take a lot. And, and some people are suspicious listen. of even a smile in the grocery store these days. But do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Or a hello when you get in the elevator. Or a have a good day when you get off the elevator. You know, just silly stuff. It's silly stuff. But people have gotten 
so they, they, they have, you know, we've gotten to the point in society where we just don't trust each other. And the children today, and, and as of recent, maybe recent last 10 years, maybe more, are, are told not to talk to strangers at all. Because of all the kookiness that goes on in this world, yeah. they don't talk to the strangers, so they grow up not talking to one another. And then, of course, let's not even get into the cell, the cell phone thing where everyone's cutting everybody off and, and dealing with it, you know, and having a relationship by text. Who, who does that? Yeah. It's a sad statement. When's your book coming out? Uh, well, by the end of the year, we're now, we're now in a formatting stage. It's being shopped in New York City to the big five. And I'm very excited about it. You know, I'm really thrilled because I, and I, the more people I speak to, especially women and young, they say, oh, my, my young daughter would, could really use that book or, oh, that would be great. And so I'd like to, you know, we're going to start doing events as well, which will be a lot of fun. So, yeah, I, 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 that's, I think that's what I was put here for, to talk a lot and to help people feel better about themselves. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't know how a young girl these days can make it unscathed with her self-esteem intact when they're yeah. they're really bombarded from every every yeah area on how to they look really how to be how to stand how to talk how to yeah. do everything and they're never quite right and yeah you know, I want to say give them a break let them figure out who they are before you start yeah. doing all of this absolutely just yeah I, I just it's, it's, I wouldn't want to grow up today. No, me either. I just, I really am so grateful for the time. I I grew up in the 50s and they were quite sweet. And now we look at them and think, oh my gosh, did people live like that then? Yeah, yeah we did. And we survived without the internet and without cell yep. phones and all of those things. Um, to change the subject a little bit, tell us about Envelop Her. You started a company or a um, I, I, it's not a company exactly called Envelop Her, but tell us about uh-huh. that. Well, the company is the Envelopment Network, and Envelopment is a word that I absolutely love because it's when you, you know, it's it's the whole enveloping yourself, it's loving yourself, you know, it's and that's where it all starts. That's where good, healthy self-esteem should be starting is you know with yourself. I mean, that's the whole idea and. If you can't be good to yourself, if you can't love yourself, if you can't take good care of yourself, you can't do it for others either. Or you're going to you're going to be faulty at best in your endeavor. And so the idea is to again come back around to look good, feel good, be good, greater good. Don't make it too difficult. Make it pretty simple. There are four easy steps, and when you kind of master those, the rest of it will fall into place. You're going to feel better about yourself because you're going to look good, you're going to be feeling good, you know, your, your body and your, your health, your mindset, all of these things are things that need to be worked on every day. Self-esteem is not, it's not a magic wand, and it's not something that somebody bestows upon you. I mean, if, you're, if you grew up in a happy household and your mom and dad were fabulous, there are some people that walk out of, you know, their, their childhood home with no issue or few, very few issues, very few, because everything was great. Not a lot of us have that luxury. <laughs> and you can walk out of one of those homes still yeah, feeling yeah, bad exactly. about yourself. Yeah. And I so don't understand it, but you can. Right. So when you leave your childhood home, you're only armed with the, 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 the uh, education uh, that you were given up until your 17th or 18th birthday and what you learned inside those four walls of the childhood home or what you're going to take out into the world with you. You know, one of the things I think that we, we really need to, to get into schools is relationships. Nobody teaches you about that. Who no. teaches you about relationships? If those four walls are what will give you your, your, um, your tools in the shed with which you are going to affront everything in life until you get the hard knocks that life's going to give you and you work on you. So as an adult, you can work on them on your own. You know, you worked. I, I had my entire, everything I read, anything I have ever written has been a, uh, written, excuse me, uh, read has been a, a self-esteem book. A how to be better, how to live better. It's always been this. I've always lived in the self-esteem section at Barnes & Noble. 
I, I think we could compare libraries. I probably have all the same books you have. <laughs> I, I was there when the whole self-help movement started and the first yeah. books began to appear on the shelves. I had them. Uh, and and I love working in this arena because yeah. these days people really need a little boost here and there. Sure. Uh, I mean, the, well, of the, course they do. You know, these the media just destroys some people. Yeah. It's yeah. very hard yeah. on them. Yeah. And now yeah. with the bullying and all of that that's in the forefront, the bullying on the Internet is, I, I mean, I really simply can't understand it. I love what you say on the website of Enveloper. It's in part of your um what you know this what sisters want to succeed you say no jealous resentful or mean girls need apply no need girls need apply i say all you bitches can stay home and no negro and no mean girls need apply and i know that i shouldn't say a bad word on tv or and radio but um <laughs> it, oh, it's we can say best. bitches on this show it's okay. okay thank you sorry and i don't mean it i don't mean it in a bad way i mean you know I just don't, it's not a mean girl session. We're not there to bash one another. I, I don't want to hear, you know, and I've tried it a couple different times to get a couple of events up and running and invariably it turns into some sort of, you know, high school, uh, you know, locker room. It's not what I want. It's not, it's not how I want to track. And, and um, and I have to be careful to be not to not be pulled in, and that's you know where I track myself. Don't be pulled in by that, and to try to stay outside. Not because I think I'm bigger, better, and, but because I want to be bigger and better. I don't want you know if I'm going to be walking the walk and talking the talk, I have to be first and foremost the one that really does live the reality of the self-esteem regime. Exactly. And Envelop Her, Envelop Her comes from the Envelopment Network, and the network is overall, it's the overall, um, um, the, you know, the helicopter view, if you will. The umbrella. Yeah, Envelop Her is the website and the blog, and, and, um, and so there you go. It needs a little more love. We need to put a little bit more content on there, but, but certainly it's open to anyone that wants to send content. We're more than happy to post it. And, you know, who is this for? Is this for girls, women, all of the above? Yeah. You know, I think that for for the most part, my target market is it's usually women between 25 and 65. I don't think the 12-year-old is going to be attracted or the 16-year-old is going to be attracted. I purposely didn't want to take girls that were too young into the mix because I, I... I honestly didn't, they're so young yet, um, I, I wanted to be able to get them at, in their 20s. I just felt better exactly. by 18, 19, you can actually have a conversation, a, a true, I think, a, what am I trying to say, a truer, they, they have a better sense of who they are at 18 than they do at 12 or 15 or 16. They don't, they don't know who they are yet, generally. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, when I had a therapy practice, I did hypnotherapy for a number of years, and I, I kept running into the self self esteem issue, and I finally started asking women who came to see me on a scale of one to five, how much do you like yourself? Five's the most, and one's the least, and some of them would cry and say, "Can I give you a minus?" And I'm thinking, oh, wow. what what is this? And I never, ever got a woman who said, I'm a five. I think the highest I got was, you know, one said, I'm, oh, maybe between three and four. And I'm thinking, what is this? Why is this? Why are we all five? Yeah, with the Envelopment Network, everything started because I, I I was emphatic and adamant that everyone would be a 10. And the Envelopment Network is 10. Yes. I so every woman, every woman is a ten, um, and 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 I I I I feel very strongly about that, and um, and and that way guys can stop giving us their their rating system because we don't need it anymore. It doesn't. We don't need us. it. And on that note, we're going to take a break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Clarissa Burke saying Birch saying, please stay with us. We'll be right back with more. Mm-hmm. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tune in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the Self-Improvement Blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Clarissa Birch, a runway model. Oh, all actress, all of the things she's done would fill, the, would fill the rest of the show. But it's been a delightful conversation. We've been talking about the, the self-esteem. Her book, Self-Esteem Regime, is going to be coming out toward the end of the year. It would make mm-hmm. a great Christmas gift for any girl or woman that you know. Watch for it. I certainly am going to get my name on the list when you know who the publisher is. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Thank You've you, done so many things. And I, and I have to tell the, tell the audience where you are right now, Clarissa. <laughs> I think they can identify with it. I, um, you know, and funnily enough, you and I, I think we, we, we set this appointment almost three months ago, Irene. I yes. mean, it's not, you know... Uh, three months ago, I think we put it in the calendar, and of course, you know, the days fill up and we all get busy. So I am sitting in a Fry's parking lot, and thanks to the Lord, they've got this, you know, they've got sort of the, um, the uh, uh, roof kind of thing over it, so it's not too, too hot. And I'm in my car, I'm attached to, you know, the, the batteries so that I, get, I have juice in my phone, and the air conditioning is on, and I've got plenty to drink, and I'm fine. So stop worrying, please. And, and we're <laughs> heading toward 115 or somewhere in that vicinity. Yes. So, you know, yes. this is a woman who knows how to get things done and doesn't mind a, a hardship no. or a bump along the way. Well, as I, said, I, I have to ask you this question. I mean, you've done so many things, and we've barely touched on them. I really wanted to talk about your product line. I don't know that we have time. People need to go find that. Uh, Of all the things you've done, what has been the highlight for you? Um, I think one of the highlights is being called into the Vatican by Pope John Paul (sighs) for my social work. So that was really, you know, I I had two private audiences with Pope John Paul. And, you know, the social work was something that was, it's very important to me. I mean, I'm, look, I'm not perfect. I'm not Mother Teresa. And God knows, you know, I make plenty of mistakes myself. But I really do like to, as I said, walk the walk and talk the talk. If I, you know, if I suggest to others that they do good things, I, I, and I love to do good. I just love doing good things. It just makes me feel good. And so I guess I had done enough of them in Italy that it got noticed and by the Vatican and the Pope, and so that was kind of cool. Um, I was also the first American to present at the Kremlin right after the wall fell in, uh, in Berlin. 
Um, and so, and it was right after, and the wall fell in November, and I was at the Kremlin in January, so it was really brand new. Um, and, and what so did you do a, there? What did I you present? We were presenting a t- an Italian fashion show, and I spoke Italian and English, and the, the and the the other presenter with me was another woman, and she spoke English and Russian. So I would I would translate into English from the Italian, and she would take the English and translate it into Russian for live television. And so it was a really it was a real um, uh, connected moment, if you will, between the United States and Russia. For me, my grandfather was beside himself. Oh my God, where are you going? Why are you going over there? He thought I would never come home. You know, he thought. Oh. <laughs> You know, my grandfather back at, I mean, he was already in his 80s back in the, when I was doing that uh, in the 90s. So Russia was not necessarily uh, our friend, I suppose, with the Iron Curtain and that whole thing. So um, he was a little worried. But look, I got home fine. Everything went well. Um, and there have been many crowning moments. There have been so many um, things that, uh, you know, I was... I also helped African women win the Nobel Peace Prize, which was another crown oh. moment in 2000, in 2011, was it? Yeah. I, I, I can't remember, but uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was asked to be the ambassador to the United States that would help African women win the Nobel Peace Prize. And so I put it out there and I promoted it and I talked about it and, and we, I did what I could to bring awareness to the Walking Africa campaign. And it was about, you know, it's about women and all the distance they have to walk just to get water and all the other plight. I mean, the African woman has so much uh, on her plate as well. So we, um, I, I, that was another really big crowning moment because there were also 211 other candidates that year for the, the, the Nobel Peace Prize. And the African women did win. So it was, it was an extraordinary moment for me and for African women, uh, as a whole. And, um, and, and so it was, and for women, it was just a great moment. And I was so honored to be a part of that. Another one of those kind of questions. We've all needed help along the way. We all need a mentor. We all need a cheering section. You know, yeah. Where have you gotten your greatest boost or, or uh, encouragement, uh, if you will? Who's been your, I don't need to name a, a specific name, but who, who has mentored you along the way or kept saying, Clarissa, you know, hey, wait, there stop a minute. Were- there really were no mentors. I have to be really honest and tell you there were no mentors. Um, there was never anyone that I went to. There was never anyone that I could really talk to. I just did what I wanted to do, and thank you know, thank God it worked out well. I did have a very great support system, and my biggest fan was my grandmother, Clarissa, who passed six years ago. But God love her. She used to make the scrapbooks, and she used to, you know, every time she'd see me, she'd jump up and down, and there was no place she could take me. I don't care who it was or where it was, and she wouldn't tell the whole world, this is my granddaughter, the supermodel. And, and oh, I always you've got to have that, and you've got to love it. <laughs> oh, my God. And then my sister. My sister was always and still is my my rock. She's and she's younger than I am, but she's she's my go to. She's the person I go to. We go to each other really for a lot lot of things. And so she's always been very proud. She's always been a huge fan, uh, as I am of her. And um, yeah, so we were able to um, to be there for each other. We still are. And and so yeah, it's really been more home based as far as support. Uh, but no real true mentors, if you will. Yeah. But a lot of people along the way who yeah, you know, oh, gave yeah. you a pat on the you back know, or mentor, said, oh, it's okay. It can be so many different things in so many different places from so many different sources. I, think I tell mentor- you, my, I think I've learned more from my grandsons than maybe any yeah. place exactly. else. Exactly. Yeah. And I think my mentor was the self-help section at Barnes & Noble. Yes, I can totally relate to that. You're going (laughs) to laugh at this question. (laughs) What do you do in your spare time? Do you have any? (laughs) You know, I thank God you asked that question because here's the question I hate. So what do you do for fun? (laughs) Yeah, wait a minute. Uh, Everything uh, is fun. uh, Yeah, everything is fun. Uh, Spare time, very little. 
Very little. I mean, even just to go to a family function, it's really about carving out the time and making it happen. Um, I pretty much work 24-7. Uh, I travel a lot, and, uh, and I hope it continues like this until the day I drop because I just love it. I'm having a great time. I get him. I'll be, I'll leave it tomorrow for Las Vegas for two trade shows, the beauty trade shows. So, you know, and that's where my products all come in and we can talk about that another time. But give us I, just I, tell us the name of your product so people can go look. What's your product line? So we've got it is well, they're they haven't launched. They are launching. It's Clarissa Burt. And so it's Clarissa Burt Beauty and we've got the chocolate line is coming out, so it's absolutely phenomenal chocolate. And then we've got the cream lines are coming out and they are all non toxic. And because again, you know, we gotta feel good and we can't be putting toxins in on our in or on our bodies. Um, I've got the gluten-free cookbook is coming out, the Italian gluten-free cookbook. I did that with an Italian chef. And then the self-esteem regime, this is all coming out within the next six months. So, oh, girl. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I think it's amazing. And you must have some great people working with you and for you okay, to let you be oh, able to do these I things. I really do. Yeah, I really do, and it's so it's really spectacular. What's you know the way the universe opened up and started to give me and gift me and bring to me and make it all happen. Uh, there's just no doubt in my mind that you know I'm gonna I'm gonna get to where I want to get to, and that is back on broadcast television, helping women all over. I've got an app that's going to connect women all over the world that we're that's in the works right now. So it's uh, keep keep us informed. I'll I'll put you on the blog. We'll have you back here. We'll do whatever we can to get the word out. And we are, for your benefit, right up against the end of the show. I know. <laughs> so, can you believe that? Yeah. It's a fast hour. I, I, I know. The, the time goes fast, even when you're sitting in a parking lot at Fry's. Um, what's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today, Clarissa? Uh, remember that you're only as beautiful as your last good deed. You know, go out and do something good for somebody today. Just anything. Just do something good. Just anything, even if it's just a smile at somebody in the grocery store or let yep. somebody in traffic if you're in rush yep. hour. Sure. You know, yep. Be kind in traffic. Right. I, I can't tell you how delighted I've been to have you on the show today. Thank it's you. been so special. And you know, I, I feel like, you know some kinship with you since you're so close here in Arizona. I didn't know until last week that you were in Carefree. Yeah. Yes, I am. And yeah, and and that's, well, we have to go the back way. Uh, we're both kind of a distance from the Phoenix metropolitan area, but it's beautiful anywhere you go. So thank we'll you so it. much for being with us. We'll take it. Thank you so much for having me on, Irene. Thanks again. Wonderful um, peace and, and, and wonderful success with your book. I can't wait for it to come out. Thank you. The Self-Esteem Regime. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Clarissa Burt, saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of The Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.